Hey mamas, we see you doing all the things like wiping the runny noses while washing the dishes, trying to schedule the doctor's appointment and still pay attention to that conference call. And then we see you feeling all of the feelings, that sigh of relief at the end of the day when for at least 30 seconds, the house is completely quiet. The guilt you feel over the books that you didn't read or the kind words that you didn't say. We know that the collision between motherhood and mental health is a real thing and not enough people are talking about it. So come have a chat with us. Grab your favorite dinner that doesn't require you to do the dishes and take a seat on our couch. This is Takeout Sessions. Hey guys, welcome back to Takeout Sessions. We are back. It's Friday. Oh, thank goodness. It's been a long week again. We say that every week. It has. What's been going on? Oh, well, sick kid for me. Yes. Two sick kids. One had a toothache. We're working on that. You got a dentist appointment. I did. Monumental. I did. Y'all, if you are in Lynchburg, Virginia, you better be trying to get your kids into the pediatric dentist, like, when you bring them home from the hospital. It, it really is. And I, yeah. I failed on that one. I did. Um, Grace should have been in the dentist. I just. But they don't have openings. I mean, it, it's an area I dropped the ball. We are only in because <laughs> we had a traumatic tooth injury when Annalie was, like, 18 months, two years, somewhere in there. It ended up not being too bad, but one of her tooth, tooth, teeth, one of her teeth got busted <laughs> when she fell. Like she busted her mouth and it bled and they saw us and then they were like, well, actually you're in now. And so are all of your subsequent children. And there just happened to be a new dentist in town. That's the only reason we're in. Well, he, they're full. he is not going to a pediatric dentist. He's going to a regular dentist because he's five because there are none. They're, but I, they're they're good. The one you're going to, I think, is really good. I'm 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 hoping. I'm really hoping it goes well. So and maybe that will get you to go to the dentist right? too. I'm without one of those fear. I I don't. It's a phobia. All the anxiety. It's a phobia. Guys. It is. You're it, very real, and we're in this with you. Absolutely, absolutely. That's one of my big ones. Is dentist. Maybe that's why I haven't taken my kids to the dentist. Like. I don't know. You don't like it. I don't like it. You're scared. It makes me very nervous. Okay, so I have a fun story to tell you about yesterday. I haven't told you this story yet. Live action again. I wanted to get your response on. You guys, I have learned something about myself this week. <laughs> Do you know the thing that is going to officially break me one day? Mm. It is my lack of an Aldi quarter. It is 100% <laughs> my lack of an Aldi quarter. Because I go to Aldi once or twice. Well, usually like... I shouldn't say once or twice. I go either every week or every other week, depending mm -hmm. on it, it. It's a hike. It takes me a while to get there. I want to make sure they have all my stuff. I want to go and I think they've been restocked and I get, but I, because of that, I'm not one of those people that can walk around with a box. I need oh. my Aldi quarter. Yeah. So last week when I went to Aldi, wait, wait, people walk around with boxes. Yeah. You get like an empty box off the shelf. I have never seen that. I've never what? seen that ever. Yeah, they leave like barrels of them at the front. You can go get the empty boxes. You can box your groceries up in it. I mean, I, I've definitely or seen Or if you're my husband. You guys, just, just to clarify this as well, I love my husband a lot. I realized in the first episode when I was editing, it sounded like I was quite annoyed with him. He's hilarious and he's frustrating. And we have been together so long that our life is basically a comedy show, but we love each other a lot. And he will get a box off of the Aldi shelf and he'll come in with like three of them. What? I'm really wondering, I don't think he has a quarter. I don't know how he does it. I'd love to see, please, you should stake it out one day and follow him in there. I will gladly do and that. See what he does. And I will take videos. Please do, we'll share them with you. I will you. absolutely take videos. He'll hate it. 
every second of it. But yeah, so last week, the buggy, the buggies are getting a little, our Aldi's not so new anymore. Mm. It was great and new for a while. It's still great, just not new. Our buggies are getting a little hateful. Quarter wouldn't come out. I'm sitting there fighting with it. I look like a crazy person trying to pull my Aldi quarter out. It is not because I'm so desperate to have a quarter. It's not about the 25 cents. It's because I literally do not have another. I don't own another quarter. I don't have cash. I never use cash. I'm not going to get another one. And that one was my spare, I thought. So I found my original Aldi quarter after the buggy ate mine last week. And I know we've talked about this before. Jenna is an upstanding citizen. She apparently has more quarters than I do. And she usually leaves them for the people behind her. I don't want to not be an upstanding citizen and not give people. a. I just don't have another quarter. And I will forget until I get there the next time. So I was walking back up my buggy yesterday. And the man was like, hey, if you're done with your buggy, I'll take it. Well, he usually offers another quarter to like, <laughs> he didn't offer me a quarter and then I'm not a rude person. So I was stuck and I had to give him the buggy because we were already mid exchange, but there was no quarter coming in my direction. Oh man. My Aldi quarter is gone. <laughs> Do you know when I'm going to remember that my Aldi quarter is gone? When you get to Aldi and need a quarter. Next time. And I am going to be my husband with five boxes toting around looking really cute. I, it's going to be the end of me. I, I, I will call you after I drop all of my parcels. Please do. Please do. Oh. I mean, I do. I have an Aldi quarter. I do because sometimes I do take them out. But I think I'm always in such a rush. I don't know if it's I'm an upstanding citizen. I appreciate you thinking that way about me. But I don't know. It's just that extra step. Those it's extra a- steps as a mom. And it sounds That's so true. silly. It, it, it sounds ridiculous. You will also get shade. If someone realizes that you left your kids in the car just to run the Aldi buggy back, you can see them. They are in eyesight. The Aldi parking lot is very small. So judgmental. But you can't, like, take them with you across. No. We need to write an etiquette book for Aldi. Oh. That's our, our, next, our next mission, apparently, in life. What's something that you're passionate about in mental health today? Well, I don't get to do this as much as I used to because now as a therapist, I work more with the emergency services side of things and hospitalization and crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love working with um, individuals who have experienced trauma. Um, That that is like my thing. Like I love and I love working with kiddos. Like they're my favorite. Takes such a special person to do that. Um, So that that's. I don't know if it's just today, but that's always been my niche was trauma and kiddos. And I just love it. I love it. Um, and, you know, the people I see um, and anybody, you know, it seems to always kind of start with some kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. And people like to look at trauma as all of these horrible situations that have happened to somebody. And that is trauma. But it's not about the specific event. It's about how and what our ability to cope with a set event is. Yep. So really, in reality, anything can be traumatizing to a person, um, and that really affects us. And hey, even with kids, even with births, even with anything, with like anything, any of that can be traumatic. It's just based on how you're able to cope with it. Absolutely. So that's my, I could go on a rant and you go could, on and you on. Could. And <laughs> I think it takes a really special person to want to deal with trauma. Trauma is not my thing. I don't do well with very deep trauma. I think there's levels of trauma mm-hmm. and I can definitely work. But if you need something like super deep, I definitely want to refer you out. But on that line, 
sometimes trauma again, as you said, is like all in the eye of the beholder and Mm -hmm. it depends on how you can cope with things. Just major life changes is a big one. And the last couple of years I've been really passionate about parent support and motherhood Mm -hmm. with mental health, which is hello, part of the reason that we're here. (laughs) But as I've gone back to private practice, I'm seeing a lot of parents need support for different things that are going on in their kid's life, whether that's Mm -hmm. adoption or hitting teenage years and just different different things about the parenting, but also the motherhood and the mental health, becoming a mom myself and seeing all of the changes that we go through and all of the things that can weigh on us Mm -hmm. and all the different fallouts that can have. That's really become my passion recently. So, and it's so needed. There's not a lot for parents. There's not parental support, um, groups. It's not much around here. There's not. And that is something that is really needed Mm -hmm. to change. So, have your kids been driving you crazy with questions? Yes. Recently? Yes. Ours started early this morning in the car. We were going on an adventure Friday trip, which is what we try and do. And it was, Mommy, how did God create the world out of nothing? And I was still like two sips into coffee. (laughs) She went all like theological on you. I just like went straight to it this morning oh and I was like, honey, I want to answer that for you. And now that I'm sitting here telling you this story, I don't think I ever answered the question because I was trying to drink the coffee. I wasn't driving. AJ was driving and I was trying to like put in a pickup order. I'm going to have to circle back to that and come up with like a answer that has had more than two sips of coffee mm-hmm. to formulate words, but they start early. Oh, it's on the way to school. Gray pulled this one and I had no idea how to answer. I don't even know the answer. Actually, I didn't answer the question and I thought about it again today that I need to Google the answer to the oh, question. Oh, good. I'm glad you forgot something too. This makes he me feel better. He asked me why the mountains were blue. Oh, and I don't know why the mountains look blue. Do you know why the mountains look blue? No. Did you Google it yet? I have not Googled it yet. Oh. <laughs> I have not. But I was like, you know. That's a really good question. Like, they look blue, and I was like, well, we call them the Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> this is another indicator. That's funny. This is another, <laughs> I, I, that just hit me. <laughs> that was a good answer. <laughs> I was just going to say, this is another indicator that being a parent really does take pieces of our brain that we will not oh. get back. Probably because we don't sleep so much. But still, it... I cannot even, I'm just grateful if I show up somewhere mm-hmm. and my hair looks okay mm-hmm. and I have two earrings in and my shoes match. Yeah. As long as I've got my earrings in, I have got to have, it's a bad day if I don't oh, put yeah. my hoops in. Yeah. It's bad. It is. It's bad news. I had to change mine earlier because I was like, this isn't working out. But if you, you feel completed if your earrings are in. But I tell you what, ew. The questions. So early. And they start, I need a good bit of time to wake up in the morning. I'm not a good morning person. I've tried <laughs> so many different techniques, but they just start. And sometimes I'm I'm just that mom of like, honey, I love you, but you need to eat your breakfast. Mm-hmm. And not you, you've used all of your questions mm-hmm. until after you eat your breakfast. Sometimes when we're doing traditional homeschool and not getting out of the door in the morning, sometimes I just turn on an audio book. Like, listen to the story oh, that's good. because mommy can't talk to you right now. I don't, <laughs> not because I don't want to talk to you. I don't have a brain right now. I need to like figure but out. I think that's so good for kids. Others might think differently, but that's putting boundaries up. 
And that's showing kids it's okay to say, I can't do this right now. Yes. I need this right now. Yeah. And, and you you have to learn to start respecting mm-hmm. other people's things. I don't remember the distinct time that the whys and the questions started, but I do, I think they've always existed. She was an early talker as well, my first, but I definitely think it got worse at age four. Everything was a battle around age four. Why, where, when, how long. Her big one was how many naps, how many naps until we go do this thing. I remember that. And it was constant. It didn't matter how many naps until we brush our teeth, how many naps until we go to Mimi and Papa's house, how many naps until we go to the beach house, how many naps until Christmas. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. And she still does that. The questions in the morning. Like, (laughs) this this is when I sometimes reach my max. And it's first thing in the morning because mm-hmm. we have to have a routine to get out the door for them to get out, get to school on time and for me to somewhat get to work on time. Um, we have to have this routine and the kids get up. They get to watch TV in the mornings because mm-hmm. listen, guys, that's what it is. We, yeah. And they like that. That helps them get through their mornings. They eat breakfast while they're watching TV unless they decide they don't want to eat breakfast and then they can't watch TV. But in the process of getting ready, the amount of questions. And I finally, sometimes I have to be like, guys, no questions. We're, no more questions. No more. Until you have your clothes on, no more questions. I think giving a time limit is a really good thing there. Because it's good for us to remember, I told you that you could come back and ask me another question. So I need to not snap at you when you come back. Mm-hmm. But it's also good for them to be like, oh, hey, check it. I need to go get dressed. Mm-hmm. And start instilling that to you. Mm-hmm. They will stand there and ask you questions all day long. Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't matter if you're trying to get dressed or clean a toilet or put your <laughs> earrings in. They will just ask you questions. For, oh, goodness. And they're hard sometimes. They are. They How are. would you like to handle questions? Do you feel like there's a ideal that we need to meet? Maybe somebody on Instagram that's really I creative. Mean, somebody please answer that question because I don't. <laughs> I mean, like... I would love to have the patience to be to answer the questions mm-hmm. or at least take a breath and feel like I can kind of stop what I'm doing yes. and answer the questions and slow down. This is where my mom guilt kicks in mm-hmm. because I'm very quick to answer questions. Yes. Um, but yeah, ideally, I would love to slow down. I see a lot of reframing stuff going on in, on Instagram. Like... If your child says this, you should say this to encourage healthy development and age-appropriate awareness and all of this stuff. And I think all of that is okay. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if you want to do something like that, I think you should only pick one at a time Mm -hmm. because picking 10 is just going to make you feel like a failure. You're not going to be able to implement 10 at a time. But something that's really helpful for me and also hard because... I am both a mom and a therapist is trying to remember that I'm not my kid's therapist. I'm not expected. It is. It is. I expect myself. Jenna tells me frequently to like get rid of my self expectations. They're way too high, (laughs) but I expect myself to respond like I would to a kid that I'm working with. The kids that I work with don't live with me. The kids that I work with are not asking me why the mountains are blue and why God created the world out of nothing before I've had two sips of coffee Typically, by the time I get to work, I'm sipping my coffee and I'm just listening to you talk and it's all good and we've been through the morning routine. Also, I got to work late this week and I realized this about myself. I slip so much better into work when I leave before my kids get up 
because typically our routine is that oh. I leave my husband's home, the babysitter comes, he leaves kind of thing because I start really early appointments. Mm-hmm. My early appointment canceled this week and my kids were up and asking questions. I couldn't get out the door. Oh. I could not get out the door. So there's a big, a big like, I, I need a space mm-hmm. in between the two things. Yeah. And I need to create that space for myself to be like, I am not a therapist at home. I am going to screw this up. I am going to snap. That's not the ideal. We want to do better at that. But if it happens, I'm not going to beat myself up. Mm-hmm. I I have to do that. And that's hard for me as a therapist is stopping work mm-hmm. and picking my kids up. Um, and I just need time to decompress. Yes. And I, I don't even know. I, I, I just need that calm time before I pick them up. And it kind of goes that way in the mornings too, is switching from mom to therapist, therapist to mom. That's a hard switch. Absolutely. And I I do the same thing is sometimes I'm so good with other people's kids. And oh, yeah. I think I'm like, Jenna, why can you not do this with your own kids? Like, why aren't your responses just as good with your own kids as they mm-hmm. are at work when you're being a therapist to other people? Exactly. Mom guilt. Mom guilt's great. But also, especially if you're not a therapist, if you're not in mental Mm -hmm. health at all, you have to be able to give yourself grace. Yes. Try something. Try to implement a new thing, but don't try and implement them all at once. And give yourself Mm -hmm. grace to mess it up. Yeah. We're going to mess it up. It's messy. Motherhood is messy no matter how we. That's why we have mom buns. Just pull it all together. Does how you're feeling impact your ability to navigate your kids' incessant (laughs) questions? If I am sick, hang it up. (laughs) And those are the days that it is 100%. I think if you know that you're just going to be off. Okay, we've had family members that have passed away recently in the past year. And that's a really hard thing for me. Mm -hmm. When I had my miscarriage, that was a really hard thing for me. Mm -hmm. And those are different than just general sickness or, you know not feeling well, having an off day. I think those are times that we really should give ourselves more grace. If we know upfront that this is just not going to be the day, Mm -hmm. perhaps it's all right to make it a movie and pajama day. Yes. And And order a pizza and call it good. Yeah. So you take out days, take out days. So you can just cut out the opportunities Mm -hmm. for you to respond poorly and then beat yourself up about it later Mm -hmm. because you're already just kind of an emotional basket case to begin with. I think this is where it's really important. And geez, this is the therapist coming out of me. To recognize your own triggers. Yes. And how you respond when you are triggered. Like for me, I know my triggers. I know the things that are going to set me off. I know the things that are going to make it a good day. But those that are going to make it a bad day. Um, And, you know, (laughs) reason 1,010 why I'm in therapy, (laughs) you know, is is to recognize these things and learn how to cope with them. But I know the specific things that bother me and I don't like how I respond to my kids Mm -hmm. when I'm being triggered or when I've experienced a trigger. So I do, I have to set those things up. Like I've been trying to take them out and do more things outside. Mm -hmm. Um, That gives them time to run and play and be free. And not do it in the house. Not do it in the house. Which which triggers me even more. Like don't be loud. Don't be loud. Which your children. Yeah. So if you're outside, I can breathe. Mm -hmm. You can breathe. And it's, there's space. And so, you know, it's, it's knowing your triggers and knowing what you need as a mom. I'm trying really hard to just give some gentle reminders too. So a big thing for me is when I just walk in 
and everything gets dropped at the front door. Mm. So I'm trying, but if I just let the dropping happen, mm -hmm. I'll get irritated about it later on. So I'm trying to work with my five-year-old about, Hey, we put our shoes in the basket. We put mm -hmm. our thing over here. I'll handle the rest, but that's your job. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because when we all come in with a thousand things in our hands and a baby and a water bottle and that's spilling or a few coffee cups, you know, that never happens. It, it's hard to give those reminders without immediately just being, you know, mad. Mm -hmm. Can't you put your shoe? We always yeah. put our shoes away. Why can't we do this? We always do it's this. Just the shoes. But yeah, seriously, I think setting yourself up for success first thing mm -hmm. is very, how do you step back and take a breath? if you need to give yourself a minute so you don't respond poorly. Hmm. That's something I'm still working on. It is. It's um, a work in progress. I literally take a breath. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if this is the right choice to make with my kids, mm -hmm. but I try to express how I'm feeling. Yeah. So if I'm frustrated, like I told Gray this morning, Mommy's frustrated. Yeah. Mommy's really frustrated. And this is why she's frustrated. Yeah. Um, so it gives me a chance to talk about it, but also teach him in the same way, just in a mm -hmm. calm way, if I can do it calm. Um, but sometimes I'll literally take a breath or I'll say, you know what, buddy? Mommy's got to go to her room for a minute to pull I, it that, together. That's my big one. I put myself <laughs> in timeout. I've started mm -hmm. telling my five-year-old, mommy is going to timeout. I love it. And everybody is safe behind the baby gate, usually watching Bluey when this happens. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Mommy just needs to go in here and she'll try and follow me. And I'm like, nope, mommy is still in timeout. And I'll set the timer for myself too, like I do when she goes. <laughs> Get it together and come. It's, and it's okay. It it's is. okay to experience all of those emotions. I think we're told, you know, you're, you're not supposed to get angry. You're not supposed to do this. You're mm -hmm. not supposed to do that. I don't agree with any of that no. because that's not realistic. We're going to get angry. We're going to experience the range of emotions. We are. And we have to teach our kids what to do with those emotions. It's not just don't get angry. You're mm -hmm. going to get mad. Yep. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get disappointed and you know, all of the other mm -hmm. feelings, but you have to see a healthy example of how, and also if you live with someone you can't not get frustrated with them eventually, no, no matter how much. That doesn't have an impact on how much you love them. Mm -mm. No. Everybody's shoes stink. Mm -hmm. Everybody has way too many dirty socks. Mm -hmm. And everybody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed occasionally. Mm -hmm. Or wakes up immediately asking you 30,000 questions that you can't handle before you found the coffee maker. That's another, that's another rule that's coming at my house is we can't ask questions until mommy finds the coffee maker. Mommy has to find the coffee maker <laughs> until then. Just go read a book or something, <laughs> do something that you can draw. You can draw, you can make your bed. You, you can make snow angels in the carpet for all I care, but mommy needs the coffee maker. I mean, before. <laughs> we need our things. There are things that we need. And another part of this is like when we screw up as moms, I don't like, I try not to just cover it up. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times I've apologized to both of my kids. Mommy shouldn't have yelled. Mommy shouldn't have done this. Mommy used, you know, this tone of voice and it wasn't nice. Mm -hmm. I used a professional experience this past week where somebody shouldn't have talked to somebody a certain way. And yeah. I used it with Gray. Like, did you hear how said person talked? That's why we don't talk that way. It's not nice. It doesn't make us feel good. Yeah. And so as moms, like, absolutely. 
apologizing is a really big one too, mm -hmm. because I think they need to know that as adults, we aren't perfect and mm -hmm. we can totally screw this up. Mm -hmm. So that's hard. And I've tried to be more aware of when I do snap back or I do respond in a way that I shouldn't have, or I do, you know, let the refrigerator door close <laughs> a little bit harder than I meant for it to. Cause that happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. It does. I'm right there with you to is it mommy shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry that mommy said that thing. Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry that mommy lost her cool for a second. And I want you to know that I'm working on this, but mommy gets frustrated too. Mm -hmm. Super important. You got to normalize it with kids. Absolutely. And, and I think not just as moms, but recognizing kids, they have emotions too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we expect kids like, you know, don't get so angry. Don't do these temper tantrums, you know, and teaching them how to respond appropriately, yeah. but not shutting down their emotions Absolutely. and letting them know it's okay to feel this way. Absolutely. But also knowing, I think, and this is another hard thing with having more than one kid. We ran into this weird situation yesterday where my almost two-year-old, I can't, oh, I can't. I'm, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to get it together. I need a coffee. But a my almost two-year-old was literally just having a meltdown for no reason. Everything mm -hmm. had been done. He had been fed, changed. There should have been nothing. My husband was working from home and having a very important meeting in the office. Me and my five-year-old are the math test. We're trying to do the cursed <laughs> math test. And he's just losing it. And I didn't know what to do. And I was starting to lose it. And you may or may not be a believer in timeout. I think it's okay when you do it appropriately. So again, just personal opinion. I had nothing else to do with him. So I took him in his room. I turned on the light so he would know it wasn't sleepy time. I plopped him in his crib mm -hmm. and I shut the door. I said, you're not in trouble, but you're in timeout. And I put, and he stopped crying and started playing with his stuff. Of course. It was ridiculous. But we got through the math test. And Annalie was like, can we go get Cubby now? And I was like, yeah, we can go get Cubby now. And we just... I think knowing those, sometimes you have to ignore, knowing when you can ignore, knowing when you just need to separate, whether that's you or actually moving the kid mm -hmm. when it's appropriate, as long as everybody's safe and well and can't hurt themselves with whatever they're throwing a fit with, you know? And all that was in his bed was Goofy, by the way. Goofy was there and he was happy. He Maybe he just wanted Goofy. Maybe I should have <laughs> just gone to get Goofy. I don't know. But uh, we have to turn music on in the car sometimes. Mm. just to alleviate the incessant talking. I, if I'm, if I feel, feel my, my pressure point rising <laughs> to where I just can't answer another question, we just turn some music on. Yeah. I, I, I wish that one worked. This doesn't work. It you. does not work. No, it doesn't always work. And it sometimes doesn't. they keep talking and I just turn it up a little bit louder. <laughs> I'm 100% done. Oh, I can't hear you. Listen to the song. <laughs> well, <laughs> where I'm at in life with my car, my radio doesn't work. No. No, my radio doesn't work in my car. Your radio neither? Oh. No. So it's we play music on my phone. <laughs> One day. One day. Your car. Your car. I know. Does I know. the CD player work? No, it's the speakers. The speakers. Like, I work. Really, I've got to replace the speakers or something. I don't know. Not something I really want to pay for and not a priority in my life yeah. right now. So we just listen to my phone. You can only turn a phone up. It's so you loud. You should roll the windows down. Oh, I do. Does that not I, work even? <laughs> it, that does work. Actually, that does work because, like, I've always been a windows down kind of person. Yeah. I don't know where that came from because <laughs> my mom, I know you're listening, mom, she hates the windows down. <laughs> hates them. 
And I'm like, we're not turning on the AC. Like we're, and my like kids that, are windows down kind of people. And that will, that will make them. That, see, wh- whatever quiet. we can do to get it. So what about the tough questions that we have to get to in life? Like when they start asking, mm-hmm. and I feel like this doesn't really, Annalie didn't really start processing like when my papa passed away until mm-hmm. recently. And that happened a year ago, but tough questions like death and where do babies come from? And mm-hmm. How did God create the world out of nothing and why are the mountains blue? <laughs> I I'm I struggle. Mm-hmm. I struggle with questions like this because I mean you figured this out by now, but I'm a very concrete thinker. Mm-hmm. Um so I like to have specific answers for specific questions. Yes. So off the cusp questions sometimes throw me. And my brain just like blanks out. I think a lot of these we think we have the answers for it like in our minds we're like we're not going to talk about puberty and body mm-hmm. changes until this age mm-hmm. but then if they throw us a curveball boom what are you supposed to do with that yeah i i don't know sometimes i tell my my daughter that i i don't know the answer but mm-hmm. i'll try and get the answer for you i like and that and sometimes that's the end of it or sometimes like kind of like you did with the gray i'm gonna look it up i don't know why the mountains are blue but sometimes if I, if we can have a general conversation, mm-hmm. my wonderful therapist gave me this great example about only answering the question that they're actually asking you. And that could be really hard because sometimes we think they're asking a really deep question and they're literally only asking like, so it, why did Papa have to die can really mean why can't we go to Papa's house anymore? Oh. And kind of like figuring that out. Yeah. And I might be over here on this, you know, great expose about death and heaven <laughs> and all of these other things, funerals and all of this stuff that I tried so hard to protect her from for so long. And she's just not understanding why we don't see family members at Papa's house anymore. So kind of navigating through that a little bit. That's tough. Gray, Gray is, is starting to recognize um, death. We've mm-hmm. had um, some really close friends of the family pass away. Um, and he's, he's spent time with them and he's known them. Yeah. Um, and so he recognizes like things, things in, um, I do think that's something that's on his little mind mm-hmm. recently because he's made comments to me, um, off the top of my head. I can't remember what they were specifically, but it was like, you know, I think he even asked mommy, you're not going to go to heaven for a long time or, you know, you're going to go to heaven before I do or things like that. So I can tell he's starting to like think about things and starting to process like there is an end, you know, and, and I think he's had dreams too. I think he had a dream, um, a monster got Coralie. Oh. And he was crying in the car. I was on the phone with you when that happened. Yes, you did. And I couldn't figure out why I was crying, but in his dream, his little sister yeah. got hurt. I, I think she died by a monster um, because she wasn't following directions. It's not funny. <laughs> the things they pick up on. The things they pick up on. Oh, my God. But, yes, so those those are tough. Those, those are really tough. Um, and you don't – you can't always plan for them. I think you can come up with some of your general answers and, mm-hmm. gen, like, for very basic. But just be prepared because mm-hmm. they're going to surprise you. They're 100% going to surprise you. Yeah. You know what I just realized? We never told them what we're eating tonight. Oh, we, my Aldi quarter. How did we miss that? It's the all. See, I told you the Aldi quarter was going to be the straw that broke me. You guys, we had Osaka tonight. Mm-hmm. We're on an Asian kick. It was wonderful. Osaka's started in college for us. Yeah, even though we didn't know each other in college. No, but everybody went to Osaka's in college. 
delicious. So I've always gotten the black pepper chicken. It is one of my favorite things. And I swear to you, they have the best yum yum sauce. Oh, that's where I was going. Yes. I got the teriyaki chicken and just the rice and the vegetables. What is different about um, the rice there? It's something different than like regular Chinese rice. I don't know what it is. I don't know. That with the yum yum sauce and the teriyaki sauce. Magic. I think it's magic in their rice. Yeah. So good. We're going to go eat some more to dig ourselves out of this emotional pit (laughs) that we've gotten into with these deep dark questions. But next week we are going to talk about are we getting enough activity? And I'm going to be here for it because Jenna's dragging me to T-ball again. (laughs) All the T-ball. Well, remember, guys, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Takeout Sessions Podcast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our platform, Anchor.fm. Yes. And, hey, remember, there is absolutely no shame in reaching out to a therapist. You can find one on Google or a browser. You can ask a friend. You can talk to somebody and see who they're seeing. You might not click with your first one, but keep trying because there's absolutely no shame in reaching out for support because you're not meant to do this alone. Remember, we are rooting for you and you can do this and we will see you next time.